that. Now. Ah. I just realized there's really no good place to fade that down. It's one of those tracks that just goes nowhere. Like it starts out and it's just rocking so hard and it just never, it never really goes anywhere though. Like it just keeps doing its thing and it's, I don't know, it's like something from the Karate Kid. That's, you know, Heart of Warrior. If you've been listening to the show for any length of time, you'll know what Heart of Warrior is. I keep meaning to change it. I'm just, I'm too fucking lazy, but um, so be it. You're here anyway. I'm here anyway. It's a special episode today. It's, a, it's all about me today. It's all about me. Portland sucks. My name's Robert Wagner. It is October the 20th in the year 2021. 2021. October the 20th. Special, special day. It would be a special day if I did this a couple days ago because I had a birthday. Yeah. Yeah, I had a birthday. And you know what? I'm going to do something I don't think I've ever done before. I'm going to go ahead and publicly admit my age because rather than sit and be embarrassed by it or be in denial about it, I'm just going to wear it like a badge of pride, baby. I'm 50, not 15, 50, 50, the big five Oh, it's supposed to be a big deal. I keep, I keep getting from, from every side, man, you turn 50 or you're about to turn 50 and everybody just, whoa. How do you feel? I feel fine. I feel fine. I'm not having a midlife crisis. I'm not depressed about my age. I'm not interested in in having a, a party. I don't feel any different. But nobody seems to accept that. Like friends, family, they're all just, you know, they text, they call, they send direct messages through social platforms that I don't see for hours or days later because I don't log into that shit very often. And they're all like, hey. Hey, how's it going? You know, like, like I got my kidney removed or something. It is a big deal. You know, <laughs> it's my dad. He's like, this is a big one. I'm like, it's, it's another day, dude. It's another day. No, no, no. It's a big one. <laughs> it's like, no, it's not, man. And then, you know, my, my sister starts texting me. She, my sister's been texting me incessantly for like a week. Like it's almost, I, I think it's bothering her that, I'm just, you know, it is, it's another day. It's another day. I had a birthday. I bought myself expensive gifts. I didn't really, well, maybe one or two. And, you know, I went about my, my thing, you know, that, that was like the, the only benefit of turning 50 was, Hey, you know, it's one of those cool decade birthdays. I can like do a BOGO, you know, buy one and get one, even though it's my money that I had to use to buy my own gifts. I bought one and then I got one and I'm proud to say, I'm proud to say that I'm actually reading my bullet-pointed notes today from a $499 iPad mini, the new one that I didn't need. That's right. When you're 50, you can buy shit you don't need, and no one can take that away from you. You can buy anything. Like, you could go out. Some dudes, they go out and buy a sports car. They fucking divorce their wife, start hanging around, you know, fucking high schools, looking for some teenage action, boy or girl. I'm equal opportunity. No, I'm not. But, you know, some people are, you know, that's kind of hip these days. Well, you know, maybe if the young ladies aren't interested. Hey, fella, what's your name? Tyler? I don't know why I picked Tyler. <laughs> it's just a name that popped into my head. But no, I don't. I'm good. I'm good. But some guys do that. And that's that's their way of coping with turning 50. And fuck it. You know, if that's what you got to do, that's what you got to do. I don't care. It's up to you. It's all about how you feel in your head. You know, that the state of mind. It's all about your mental health. 
Well, mental health is a very important part of aging. And I'm a firm believer that if you have good mental health, you're going to be okay no matter what life throws your way, no matter what number you reach in this this arbitrarily stupid thing we call age, you're going to be okay. But let's face it, to be honest, I look at these people who give me trouble about it, you know, give me shit, you know, they sit and wonder, you know, what's your problem? You're not coping with this the way people are supposed to. You're supposed to be freaking out. You know, the doctor's going to put his hand up your ass every year from now on, make you like a puppet, you know, check you for whatever they check you for. I don't know. I haven't done it yet. Yet. I should probably get that done. Yeah, I need to schedule an appointment at the local clinic for some puppeteering. But I, I look at it as being a good thing. Like, you know, when you're in your 20s, nobody takes you seriously. Nobody. And you want to be taken seriously. Like, you are hell-bent on the world taking you seriously. And when you're in your 30s, people start to take you more seriously, but the workload increases tenfold over your 20s because now you have responsibility. And they figure, well, you know, he's 33. We can probably give it to him to do. And if he doesn't do it, fuck it, we'll fire him. In your 40s, you get even more responsibility and more stress, but you make more money. So the balance is there. You know, you feel pretty good about that. You can actually buy stuff for a change. You know, some of the debt's gone, hopefully. 50. 50 is awesome because nobody expects anything from you. Like you've made it this far. You make even more money than you did in your 40s. You can sit back and kind of just tell people what to do. It doesn't matter if it's in your workplace or in your home. Like I have like this bitchin' fucking leather reclining chair that's just hideous in my living room. And no one else is allowed to sit in it except me. And you know why that is? Because I'm 50. Granted, I got the chair several years ago, but it's like a ramping up to being 50. And now I can just sit there in my chair, all reclined. It doesn't matter if somebody else is watching something on the television that I bought for myself, because, you know, 50. I go, give me the remote. And they have to. And I can just sit there and, like, do whatever I want. You know, watch whatever show I want. I can subscribe to all the streaming crap because I'm 50. I can buy an iPad I don't need just to have my stupid podcast notes on. And you can't stop me because I'm 50. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's weird how many people want you to freak out. And so it it tells you, it gives you a, a unique insight into their lives that, you know, whoa, you didn't handle this very well and you want me to suffer as you suffered. And nah, fuck that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Maybe I will. Maybe I'm maybe I'm fooling myself. Maybe this is my my brain thinking, uh, hey, I know what we'll do. We'll play a neat trick on him and we'll make him think that he beat it only to come back and fuck him at 51. But I don't think so. I really don't think so. I'm taking care of myself mentally. Because mental health, like I said, mental health is very important. It's very important. The, the, the further you get into this crazy thing called life, the more important it is to be self-aware, practice self-care, and just do all kinds of things for yourself, like, you know, buy iPads and expensive gifts. But, you know, I've been thinking a lot about my mental health lately, just like I've been thinking about, you know, my place in the world. And, you know, you get to 50, you start thinking about, you know, the big L word, you know, not lesbian, legacy. You know, what What am I going to leave behind? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> In order to have a legacy, you have to have done something. I really haven't accomplished much, but I don't care. I don't care. You know, I'll die and there'll be a reading of the will 
And like, I don't know, somebody, you know, the cat will be like, meow, I got an iPad, meow, you know, and that'll be pretty much it. They'll finally get to sit on the chair. Maybe I'll have the chair donated, you know, but, you know, I think about stuff like that. I, I think about, you know, what did I do that will get left behind? But more importantly, in the here and now, what am I doing to make sure that I'm a happy, crappy guy for having made it this far? I deserve to be happy, just as you do. I don't even care what age you are. You deserve to be happy. I deserve to be happy. It's funny. I I sat down and was going to make a list of things that make me happy. And I realized, you know, yes, on my new iPad, I was going to do this. I got the pencil, you know, I got the cover all in. You're looking at like, fuck, it's like six, seven hundred bucks. You know, they, they get you. They fuck you with the cover. They fuck you with the pencil. But I, I was sitting down, I made a list of um, things that make me happy, you know, things that are good for my mental health. And I couldn't do it. I couldn't think of a single fucking thing that I do that is positive for my mental health. So then I thought, well, if I care about my mental health, what do I not want to do? And man, I, I made like this list that just kept going and going and going. But it was funny. I don't really know in looking at the list where to start. Like, like I decided uh, a few weeks ago, you know, I'm, I'm a guy from Seattle. I'm going to, you know, I'm not really a hockey fan, but Seattle gets a new sports team. I got to check it out. You know, so I overnight, I became a Seattle Kraken fan. I'm here to tell you a week later, fuck, being a Seattle Kraken fan is not good for your mental health. Um, the expectation that the interactions that I have on a day by day basis are going to change the world. Also not good for my mental health. Trusting humanity to improve itself anytime soon, definitely not realistic, and as such, you know, leads to disappointment, which is arguably bad for your mental health. Buying a new MacBook Pro, is that good for your mental health? I mean, it is 40% faster. It's the most beautiful MacBook Pro they've ever created. But, you know, you were using like 10% of your MacBook Pro before, so would would you even notice if it was 40% faster? I think not. Now, an iPad mini, that's different. You know, because I I can justify this. I'm going to write my podcast notes on it. You know, well, why don't you use pen and paper? Because pen and paper isn't 40% fucking faster than it used to be. You know, come on. But all of these things, it's just, it's all this little stuff. You know, I realized after I, I made this massive list of the things that I do and the things that I don't want to do to keep my mental health in a good place as I slide into my decline, now that I'm 50, <laughs> it's not a manic life, I swear to God. I just look at these things and I think, you know, it's all just little shit. It's not like I'm sitting there worrying about the world. I mean, to me, staying off social media as much as I do, I, I try and just stay away from it. And by stay away from it, I mean, I don't want to read it. You know, like, like I'll bring it up. And if your tweet is not in, for example, if I'm on Twitter and your tweet is not in the first eight tweets that it shows me on my new iPad mini, I'm not going to see it. Like, I'm not going to scroll down. I, I don't believe in scrolling. If it's not right there in front of me, I just don't care. It's not that I don't care about you. It's not that I don't care about, you know, other people I follow. It's just, it's not, I'm not in the moment. Like too much time has passed, you know, a minute, two minutes. And, you know, I, I really can't say that. You know, my attention span is so good that I want to go back and just find out more, you know, like I'm just going to scroll through and find things out because what I believe people do is they land on something. They see like a cute kitten picture or something like that. And they go, oh, cute kitten. Oh, look, an ad for progressive insurance. And then they scroll and they go, oh, my God. 
somebody said something and it pissed me off because it doesn't align with my political outlook on life, you know? Fuck. Now I have to cue my outrage. And you do that. And, and I, I don't want to do that. I'm concerned about my mental health. I'm concerned about your mental health. And so I just don't do that. I, I bring up the Twitter and, you know, I just kind of like, you know, where you land is where you land. And sometimes you see stuff that's like ridiculous. And sometimes you see stuff that makes you laugh. Sometimes you see film spoilers, but I don't care. I'll forget it anyway before I see the movie. I can't remember. Once you're 50, you don't remember what movies you've seen. So you don't remember if you've already seen this film, if you're going to see this film. And by the time you do see the film, it doesn't matter because you don't remember the spoiler. But the point I'm trying to make is I figured out. All I really want to do is not let all this little shit get to me along the way. And if I can do that, I'm in a pretty good place overall. Like, I'm a fairly happy guy in a, in a fairly happy place in a world that's gone to shit. And that's okay. You know? That's okay. I'm going to do something I never normally do. I actually had cut the recording right there. I didn't, uh, I don't know if you can tell, I don't really care, but I, I usually, I don't edit anything. Like I just let it go. I actually will edit like a few seconds of silence. I thought I was getting away with something. This was going to be one of my big points was I was going to say, oh my God, just to prove how great it is to be 50. I'm actually working right now, or I was, I was actually working as I was recording and thinking, fuck, you know what? It doesn't even matter. Like I can just do whatever I want because I'm fucking 50. Who's going to argue with me? You know, I'm now your elder kids. What, what, are you going to fire me? You know, you're going to tell me uh, you don't longer need my services? Well, you don't even know what I do. Nobody knows what I do in my job, my occupation. Nobody actually knows what I do, but they'd know if I wasn't there. But what they don't know is sometimes you just got to do a podcast. And, you know, I was going to do it on company time. And then, like, everybody left. <laughs> and so it fucking ruined it. Like, it's my, my day's over. As I'm sitting here doing this, as I'm sitting here trying to get away with something, my fucking day ended and I didn't even know it, which speaks to being 50. You can now be unaware and it's okay. And you can do it more and more as the years go by. It's, it's one of the beauties of the whole thing is you can go like maybe the toilet backs up. Somebody at your house goes, hey, the toilet's back up. Did you know the toilet was backed up? And you go, no, didn't know. Even though you were the one that went in there and took a three day dump all at once and plugged it up. You can go, no, didn't know that. You know, just the plunger's right there. Just go ahead and fix it. You can do that. You can just claim ignorance and they'll go, ah, he's 50 now. You know, like, what are you going to do? You can't argue with him. You can't make him get out of the chair. He's got that fucking iPad he loves so much. Bet you he loves that iPad more than me. Yeah, I probably do. But it still bothered me that I wanted to, I wanted to find the things to share with you that I do for enjoyment that I don't understand, you know, just those little things that, you know, when I need a course correction, like I'm having a bad week and what do I do to course correct? What, what kind of things do I partake in? Not, not necessarily for enjoyment because that's easy, right? I, I watch sports for enjoyment. I listen to music for enjoyment. I play music for enjoyment. I do this for enjoyment and therapy and self-care. But what are the things I do to course correct? You know, that that's, that's one of those great uh, mental wellness terms, you know, we, we have to course correct. It's also a business term, but I hate business terms. And I was thinking about this last night and I thought, you know what? One of the things I do is I watch really schlubby YouTube channels. Like I literally will find somebody on YouTube who thinks they're really just destined to be a fucking YouTube star. Right. But they'll have like 14 subscribers and I'll just sit there and watch their stuff. 
And it's weird. It's like, I don't feel the need to pity them or make fun of them. Like, I'm just genuinely interested. Like, what did you think you had that was going to make you a star? Because it's a young person's game, right? I mean, it takes a lot, a lot of time. You know, you have to set up a fucking multi-camera shoot. You know, got to do the editing in the Adobe Premiere. You got to do all that stuff. Learn the After Effects, blah, 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 blah. And I find these people and I watch their stuff. And... I don't really so much laugh at it as I just, I just take it in. And it it makes me grateful that like, I haven't done that yet. You know, I haven't created a YouTube channel and, you know, put a whole bunch of energy and effort into it only to fucking fail. But there's this guy and he lives in Edmonds, Washington. And, um, I, I watch his channel from time to time. He's, he's had multiple channels over time, none of which have ever taken off, but he, he doesn't give up. In fact, with each new channel he comes up with, and he's had like three or four of them over the past like five, six years, with each new channel, he buys more and more gear. Like he makes it more and more and more and more complicated for himself. The production value goes up, the viewership goes down, and he just doesn't fucking get it. And I watch this stuff. Out of curiosity, not to watch him fail because he's already failed. He failed before he started. He's just not a compelling watch, much like this is not a compelling lesson. But his name's Wayne. And it's funny because I'll turn on Wayne in the house. Like I'll, I'll bring it up on my phone. I'll watch a few seconds and then I'll like, you know, do that thing where you press the button and it shoots it to the TV. And then pretty soon everybody in the whole living room has to watch this dude. And He does these things where he like, he takes you through Edmonds, Washington. And for those that don't know, Edmonds, Washington is like this like old money kind of rich area. It's waterfront property. These people don't have like real problems, but he's a real estate agent in Edmonds, Washington. And he does these videos where he talks about 365 things to do in Edmonds, Washington. That's how he says it. And they're all like stupid. You know, like, well, today, you know, we're we're at the art fair. He'll walk up to some random woman and go, tell us about the art fair. Are you having fun here? They'll, they'll talk for a little bit. But like in, in, in that channel, he didn't buy microphones. So you, like you can't hear a word they're saying. And by the time he hit like, you know, he's literally going to do 365 of these fucking videos. Apparently, I'm not sure if he did or not. I'm only through like 20 or 30 of them. <laughs> it's dedication, man. I'm his number one fan. Um, I'm his one fan. But by video like 44 You know, he's standing in the rain with his fucking phone on a tripod. All right, we're sitting out here in front of the Starbucks. 365 things to do in Edmonds, Washington. And, uh, you know, I'm in front of the Starbucks, you know. And then he goes through the history of Starbucks. Starbucks, you know, back in 1972, got started in Pike Place Market in Seattle. And, you know, it started out as a coffee roaster. And he's sitting there in the fucking rain doing this. He goes, in Edmonds, we have four Starbucks. There's one on 220th and Highway 99. That's that's verbatim. Like, I know that. Sadly, I'm quite familiar with Edmonds, Washington. I had grandparents there. But it's just weird. And so, like, you know, you watch this stuff and you just kind of like, you know, and I I think about, you know, you know, what would be great. What I really want to do is I want to take like, I don't know, $500 and and pay a whole bunch of Ukrainian bots, right? And I want them to just like, just hammer on his fucking videos and give him like all these, this, this traffic boost, you know? So all of a sudden he's a fucking sensation. And then like, and then I kind of want to meet him. Like I want to randomly be at the Edmund Starbucks and just be like, oh my God, Wayne, are you Wayne from YouTube? And just make his fucking day, you know? And never let on that I think he's a schlub. Like I just, I don't want to do that. Like I would, 
I think I could do it. I, I think I could play it through. And I'm not sure why this thought, these thoughts give me so much joy. You know, I just, I don't know. I don't know if it, maybe, maybe it's a good deed. Maybe, maybe I just want to make the guy happy. What I really want is for him to keep making fucking videos though, because from there he went on to a series where he made a whole series about how he was going to do something on June the 2nd of 2020. And it's a series of three videos. It had been like a few years since the 365 things to do in Evans, Washington. And, you know, he's, he's bought a green screen. He's bought lights. You know, he's bought, you know, more cameras, fucking more tripods. He's got like an assistant that works in the office with him. And he's talking about this, this big fucking happening. That's going to be on June the 2nd, 2020. And then he gets to the third video and he goes, Hey, Hey guys, Wayne here. Sorry. I know you've all been wondering you know, what happened to my big announcement on June the 2nd. And, um, you know, I just wanted to tell you, and you look at the viewer numbers and it's like, dude, six people have watched this. Like, <laughs> I know you all, I know all five of you, cause I'm number six. I know all five of you were wondering what happened to the big announcement. And he says, I just couldn't do it. You know, I mean, you know, America's in a time of crisis right now. And, um, you know, Mr. Floyd, you know, what happened to him? And, um, yeah, I just, I didn't want to interrupt that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, I number one, you're in the whitest city in the continental United States. Like, hands down, no black person has ever been to Edmonds, Washington. I doubt people in Edmonds, Washington even knew the whole George Floyd tragedy happened until they saw it on the evening news that people were like, you know, tearing downtown Seattle apart. Because that's, you know, 20 minutes away, 30 minutes away, whatever. Nobody even knew. But, you know, he was concerned about that. And then he never says what the announcement was. Like, he then goes off, off, it's not off the air, but he he leaves YouTube for another six months. And he comes back with, all right, guys, I'm back. This is Cooking with Wayne. I loved Cooking with Wayne. Like, Cooking with Wayne is an eight-part series where he makes one meal, just one. For whatever reason, it took him, like, I don't know if his camera batteries died or what. It, it took, like, eight cameras fucking uh, i think he had like three bottles of wine and it's just it's just wayne you know there's this 60 some odd year old guy sitting in his kitchen making a meal he's never cooked before he claims and by watching him you could pretty much tell you know he hasn't it's probably true and he just sits there and swills wine the entire time and he's just giddy you know he gets to the point where he's like excited you know he's chopping onions and fucking putting a little wine in the fucking sauce you know and he's just going for it and it's like eight parts and you get done and you're like well, wait that's it i want more i want more i want more wayne because wayne writes my ship for whatever reason stuff like that when i watch it it just makes me realize how fortunate I am, you know, that I live in a time where I can derive entertainment from some guy with like a really unreasonably large budget given his viewership. I can watch the man fulfill his dreams and I'm not making fun of him. I swear to God, I'm not. I mean, sometimes when I'm watching him, I'm making fun of him, but I don't know why, but this gives me like so much pleasure to watch this guy because you realize a lot of stuff in the world is pretty shitty, but you got to admit, the fact that this guy, this 60-something-year-old man, can start to fulfill his dreams in some small way of being a television personality, of having a talk show, of, of having a fucking cooking show, of having a roving man on the street reporting from the front of a fucking Starbucks in the torrential downpour show, 
that he can do that and we're alive to see it, whether we watch it or not, is pretty fucking incredible. And then I get up and I proceed to have a great rest of my night. Pretty weird, huh? But yeah, that's 50, man. That's what you have to look forward to is finding obscure YouTube channels, fucking latching on to fucking nobodies on YouTube that have big dreams that go unfulfilled, but they don't fucking care because they're having a good time. That's old age in a nutshell. And that's my podcast for the day. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.